0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you today?
1: I'm pretty good, Jeff. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Um, The sun is out, however, it's still Bloody cold
1: out. Yeah.
0: It is. It looks beautiful to look at from the indoors where there should be heat. Get the truth once so, you step outside. Yep. You're like, yeah. It's like, oh, because someone even said that the other. Oh, it looks so beautiful outside. I don't want to be out there. I go. I said, don't let the sunlight deceive you. <laughs> you will want to come in right away. Yep. It is not even remotely warm. So it's. Uh, <laughs> But hey, the sun's out. I still wear my sunglasses. Yay! There you go. Had the had the heat cranked up in that car, but it's all good. What's going on? What's new?
1: Um, <clears throat> not much. Um, let's see, Kylie didn't come this weekend because she had a presentation for a chemistry project on Saturday. I think it was like a redo because she said she had done it before, but she was stuttering real bad. So I guess they gave a. Um, another attempt.
0: But, okay.
1: Uh, she said this time around she was still kind of stirring a little bit, but she did well enough. But she got a hundred on it. Good. And um, yeah. I thought it was her water project, but I guess she hadn't turned it in yet. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, yeah. And then this past Saturday, me and my friends got together and we recorded another episode. So it's oh good. Uh, technically episode three, but episode four because I split the first one up. This one this one's a little long. Um, talked about a couple of Netflix properties. Um, cool. And it's been a couple months since we got together, so this is another long episode. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how when we take a break and come back, and we have a lot to talk yes. about. Yeah. Yes, we do. So I that probably have that up. Yeah. So I probably have that up Wednesday. You
0: know, okay. Cool. Facebook and all that. Let's no put it out. Yeah. Let's no put it out. Post it on the group page so we all, all know. Help
1: support. Okay, uh, and that's about it. This, since COVID didn't come this weekend, I just pretty much stayed in the house. I didn't go anywhere. Movie I'm talking about, I watched earlier in the week, so <laughs> cool. I just chilled and watched. Tried to catch up on. Well, one of the shows that we discussed Saturday, and then there's another one on Prime that I haven't finished yet. I still got a couple episodes to go, but that's about it. Chill. Gotcha
0: yeah okay uh this was york and Grayson's spring break york just chilled then grayson went to her aftercare that does camp all week and (laughs) yeah she had a great everybody had a great time and yeah it was very restful spring break for them yeah can't say that for me but i was at work no spring break for me yeah uh even still, I made sure at least uh, on Tuesday as much as possible, my first day back, I try to make it as chill as I can for myself and as chill as the universe would allow it to be Yeah. because uh, it's been a, kind of fairly busy for me the past two and a half weeks. So that's like I need a day where I could just kind of take a little bit slower than normal and not try and do too much because that's definitely one of my weaknesses things i like to try and work on is that i take on too many things Mm -hmm. and i don't know when to rest (laughs) and that's just in life too, just take on too many things and don't take time to rest so every now and then even i have to be reminded of such things Uh, recharge the battery and whatnot
1: gotta do that that's important
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes sir um but yeah it it was a good week, though. Everybody, everybody had a good week. We uh, York and I. York told me Friday, Thursday or Friday, that uh Xbox was having a sale on had Gotham Nights on sale for sixty percent off. So it was like less than thirty dollars. I said, "Oh well, we have to get that." <laughs> right. So I would. I had a hard time. I had a hard time wanting to pay sixty to seventy dollars for a game that I knew as somebody that hasn't been playing video games you know for you know uh, you know for a while. I haven't played it a lot. So therefore I couldn't justify spending the money on the game for me that well, it turns out we got it. York really likes it, so he's been playing it a lot. And then he's because the Xbox is in his room He's been, you know, like he'll ask me, he's like, "Do you want to come in and play?" And yeah. then, like, we'll want to watch me play. I'm like, and then I'm like, "This is weird. You sure you don't want to play?" And I just watch you. Oh no, no, go ahead. So, <laughs> I guess we've been I'm having sure. that kind of bond. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I was like, I just feel weird <laughs> playing video yeah. games in my kid's room. Although his room is the warmest room in the house, always has been. I don't remember the. Yeah, I've never known that not to be the case, no matter where we've lived. His room has always been the warmest room wherever he winds up. And so we So yeah, so we, we've been having some good bonding time doing that. Um it's been it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. I think that's about it for us. Um yeah the kids go for their belt test this week. York's is today. Grayson's is tomorrow. Um but yeah, they're they I know they they will both do find and one thing I know is on belt test day, it is business. It is not for them it's not about fun, it's not about learning, it's about it's it's all business. Like I'm getting this belt and laser focused. Like okay. I'm always like oh they're like, hey, kind of don't forget to have fun. But they're all like no, stern face, focused. <laughs> I got that's for all the other days for the quarter. This one day, are focused, given everything in, they got in the zone. <laughs> and very much both of them, too. Yeah. Because they're both competitive, which is funny because the only person you're competing against is yourself right. when it comes to that, <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. But it's all good, though. Yeah. And, uh, to give a quick shout out today uh today march 20th is our good friend and pasca two-time past guest laura house's birthday so happy birthday laura happy so, birthday yeah yes and yeah it's about all i but all we got going on um, good times uh let's see here Trailers for this week. We only have one, believe it or not. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Brought to you by DreamWorks Productions. A shy shy adolescent learns that she comes from a fabled royal family of legendary sea krakens. And that her destiny lies in the depths of the waters, which is bigger than she could have ever imagined. Uh, coming out June thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Basically, mermaids have been getting all the spotlight. You know, they're they're beautiful, they're amazing, they're everybody loves them. Except it turns out mermaids wind up being the villains and the Krakens are actually the ones that are protectors of the seas. So That's a twist. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's kind of a large fish tail, really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Starring the voices of Jane Fonda, Tony Collette, Annie Murphy, uh, Lana Condor, Sam Richardson, Will Forte, Coleman Domingo, Nicole Byer, uh, Eduardo Franco, and Liza Koshy. So, big, good kids movie to get out of the heat, which is funny saying that now, but on June 30th, we probably won't be kind of slightly missing this weather. Not me, but some people will and the animation does look really well done. It's very vibrant colors being used in this. Um, So I think it'll really, I think kids will really like it. My favorite thing when we went and saw Shazam this weekend was Grayson's immediate reviews of movie trailers. Because she showed that, or we watched that trailer, and and she goes, yeah, I don't know if I want to see that or not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. was just like it's almost like I don't think she was talking to anybody. She was just like talking to the screen as if she were watching her YouTube videos or watching a show on on TV. It was just <laughs> just like yeah, I don't know. My favorite though, they showed the Barbie teaser trailer, mm-hmm. and you know it starts out with a uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, Space Odyssey homage yeah using the dolls and she's just looking at these kids playing with dolls and she's got this weird like like almost disgust look on, on her face it's kind of funny like these kids. What are they doing no <laughs> no like ew it's like what is this what is this and then you see the big giant Barbie and then she's like yeah I don't know <laughs> and then uh it finally cuts to the you know the little quick shots of the movie and like i'm watching the entire time because i already knew what trailer was and everything and she's like oh okay yeah that's funny okay i want to go see that i'm like (laughs) okay and then uh they showed the trailer for honda mansion. she goes and she's like yeah Mm. yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see Oh and then uh, the flash trailer. Yeah. The good the good flash trailer showing, you know, all the things. And she's just like I don't know if I want to see that or not. I said really. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I said, "Okay, well." She goes, "Yeah, I'm not sure." I said, "Okay, well, you can stay at home not being sure while I'm at the theater watching it." <laughs> Cuz I am for sure going to be there.
1: Little little baby critic.
0: <clears throat> you're right. I don't know where she gets that from <laughs> oh goodness like listen it got Tom Cruise it got Tom Cruise's blessing okay we're good it's gonna be fine yeah <laughs> Tom Cruise oh. got the special screening of it and was hyping it up and I'm like alright this is what we need this is what we need right now were his words okay
1: so, let's go save the theater like
0: I top <laughs> I mean, I mean, not like I did. I mean, not like I did, but you know, it, I mean, yeah, maybe a, a little bit in its own way. Cause I need you guys, I need you guys to do well so that when mission impossible comes out, there'll be even more people that'll come out for mine.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know that, you know, that's what's going through his head too.
1: Yeah. You know that. So anyways, people go see this based on my recommendation. They like it. They'll come see my movie.
0: Yeah. Yes, and then we'll get everybody in that movie to come see my movie. Because, you know, after, what, six, seven movies? 7 Let's see. It's possible, two, three, Rogue Nation, Ghost Protocol, whatever the last one was called. I already forgot the last one was called. Um, the one was uh, Superman. Nation, Ghost Protocol,
1: and yeah. Oh, Nation? Or was that after that? I know no, that Nation. was
0: number four. Okay. That was four. Uh, that's Jeremy Renner's first one. <laughs> and then Ghost Protocol. Or what? Yeah, it well, was. Anyways, that's six nonetheless. Yeah. This would be the seventh. I think after seven, I think you've already got your built in base. You don't really need to worry about people coming to. No. Come see your movie. Oh, they'll be there, man.
1: <clears throat> I think they've been locked in since two. <laughs> if not the first. Or at least three. A, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Two, I think there might have been a little drop-off just because John Woo is definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. And, you know, because I've gone back and watched all of these. Welcome to our Mission Impossible side uh, side conversation. Um, I've watched each one and... Before Christopher McQuarrie, uh, before Christopher McQuarrie kind of got involved in this and him and Tom Cruise were like, all right, we're on the same page. This is what we're going to do. Each movie was different, but for good, you know, really kind of showed off what the director, each director can do. You can see a separate vision, but it was still a Mission Impossible movie. But the De Palma was just very destructured. Good layout, good way to start it. John Woo did his flashy uh, action scenes with the doves and the kind of slow-mo and these uh kata type you know, action scenes. Yeah. Mission Impossible three, JJ Abrams, his you know, his lens flares and still really good story, good character really good character and those kind of starts in the middle of the movie and then goes back and then starts at the beginning to get mm-hmm. you back to where to lead up to where that scene is like all his little tools that he uses. It's very clear. Okay. This is a JJ Abrams movie. And then we start with the McQuarrie ones. Each one is done differently, but you can tell it's one cohesive vision all the way yeah. through Yeah. or visions. It's him and Cruz together. Uh, shooting all this so as much as you can I guess I guess as much as people can kind of I guess dislike a certain one there's never been if you watch it as a standalone it's great as a standalone when you're trying to watch it as a part of a franchise it kind of peters yeah. you know it's it's a little disjointed just because it's different visions anyways this has been Jeff's defense of the Mission Impossible franchise <laughs> last one was fallout fallout thank you yeah. there we go right like the game forgot i think what you meant to say was the last one was fallout Oy. sorry <laughs>
1: sorry
0: bad pop punk reference Dead jokes are plenty we're never <laughs> short oh man Yeah, I'm um, still looking forward to that Mission Impossible movie as well. So
1: Can't wait.
0: All right. Shall we begin our future presentation?
1: Sure, sure. Sure, sure.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. This week we saw one, two, three. Shazam! There we go. <laughs> Fury of the Gods. Shazam! There we go. am." Um, rated PG. <laughs> rated PG 13, two hours and ten minutes long. The film continues the story of the teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego. Well, Shazam. <laughs> AKA Cap- OG Captain Marvel, really. That was a fun conversation for me to have with Yorick uh, during the credits while we were waiting on big credit and then credits.
1: I guess he was like, "It's like, call him Captain Marvel." Well, it's funny. It's, <laughs> Back in the day, yeah, <laughs> he's, wait, he's
0: yeah, he's like, he's like, wait, so they can, so they can cross like, they can cross like, you know, like basically, I think it's the platforms meaning like DC and Marvel, but. Mm-hmm. I knew what he meant when he was saying it. I said, "I said no," but I thought she was Marvel. I go, "Yeah, she is Marvel. He is DC."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. he's like, like you could tell his brain was starting to hurt. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I had to, you know I brought it up, showed him you know picture of the of the uh, older comic book series of Captain Marvel and which was before DC acquired the property was Fawcett Comics and Fawcett is also the name of the high school that everybody goes to in the movie if you caught that um uh, remind me to tell you something that didn't really even register in my brain until cuz it, it has to do with the mid credit scene okay it just didn't click in my head till like Two hours after I go, well, right before I went to bed, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm kind of an idiot. I'm just, we all kind of know these things. Uh, um. Anyways, so yeah, this movie picks up with, we'll just say Shazam. We won't call him Captain Marvel because obviously they're not going to call him Captain Marvel because no one wants <clears throat> to get confused with the Marvel DC universes and the Captain Marvels that be. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so we'll just. Go with Shazam. And God that, see, that would suck to be like so it's like who are you? Shazam, then he turns into a freaking kid. Like you right. can't that's just <clears throat> you can't do that. Uh I like high voltage or thunderclap or whatever his name was called. <laughs> they kept calling him. Voltage. Low voltage. Voltage. Yeah. There's three <laughs> different ones. Right. It was, it was three. Um Anyways, Shazam and family, you know, pick up them trying to do what's right in their superhero alter egos, going around saving people, but still leaving a wave of destruction because while they save lives, they're bad at saving property, I guess is a good way to put it. It's
1: pretty much the easy way of doing things. (laughs) Destruction,
0: pretty much. I mean, true story. Watch James Gun like it's gonna reboot DC and it's just gonna be all superheroes doing infrastructure work. <laughs> there's they're just over here building buildings and fixing roadways and bridges and whatnot.
1: New teams, damage control. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so they're they've been uh the news has deemed basically started referring to them as the Philly Fiascos as yeah. their team name I guess yeah. because as much as they try to help yeah things still turn out badly you know best of intentions and all that yeah, uh, never go unpunished so no good deed goes unpunished there we go and so they're having <clears throat> and Shazam's dealing with an identity crisis because he's Basically, he's still, because he's still a kid mentally, even though physically he's got these powers and he's an adult. Mentally, he's still a kid or at least a young adult, we'll say, because he's about to be 18, which is one of the stresses that he's going under because he believes that since he's in foster care, he'll age out and have to be on his own and that they'll kick him out of the house. So that amongst everybody's kind of plus everybody's getting older, everybody has their own interests that they're wanting to pursue, and so they, it's hard to keep everybody together, and he's trying to keep the family together, because you Mm -hmm. know it's all about family. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Family. (laughs) Family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's just, they, uh, it's hard to keep everybody together, because they have their own interests, and not, like, they Dig the whole fighting, you know, fighting crime superhero bit, but in the end, they still are kids and they still have other interests. Mm-hmm. And want to pursue those interests. And whereas Shazam's like, hey, let's Billy's all wanting to get everybody together, go over the highlights, and kind of talk about what they could do better and what they did great. And you know. You have characters that are interested in other things that really don't want to sit through all that. Right. And then you got Freddie wanting to kind of go do his own thing, be solo, and you know Billy's not sure how to handle that because he's because you know it's all or nothing. So right. Basically, they all work together or nobody. One band. <laughs> Which you know I get it. I get it. Um. But you know it's just. Uh, yeah it's just it's it's a uh, you know it's difficult so he's trying to learn that and then you find out these two uh well originally you find out these two uh, gods or god I guess it'd be goddesses because they're women yeah yeah. Uh, Calypso and Hespera come back reclaim the staff that Shazam broke at the end of the fir- first movie
1: mm-hmm. and
0: basically reconnected together. They come from another realm and are trying to reclaim. They're the daughters of Atlas and they're trying to reclaim their, you know, their, their powers and their right and bring back restore greatness in their realm. Yeah. But back to their glory. T- yes but in turn, you know, live up to their father's expectations more or less. Yeah. But in doing so, it then it wreaks havoc on the rest of the world and they need the seed, which is we like an apple to help plant the tree and kind of grow things back the way it needs to be. Yeah. And. So Eclipse is played by Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, uh, plays Hespera and what we end up finding out is that is that they basically the staff can take away the powers just as much as it can give it
1: mm-hmm.
0: so and so their plan is to take away the powers of all the Shazam Shazamily Shazamily Shazam family? (laughs)
1: Shazamites. Or something. Oh my gosh. Sounds like. Shazam maniacs. There you go.
0: Philly fiascos. Yeah, the Philly fiascos. Trying to take away power from the Philly fiascos because they don't think that they are worthy to have them. And I mean, honestly, the wizard kind of disagree with that. But yeah. The only way they could bring the staff back together is if the wizard helps them and it sounds so weird saying that. I don't know. This movie has some obvious kind of plot holes and you know, all the armor that they're wearing that Hesperon and Calypso are wearing, they're it's still the they left the plot armor in their other and their other other pair. Yeah. yeah. So and wardrobe. But it's, I don't know, it's kind of convoluted. It's kind of, it's a, it's a fun movie. So, you know, so they obviously had to fight Shazam. They take away, you find out there's a third uh, goddess, uh, Mm -hmm. Anthea. But she's being kind of, she's kind of going undercover, I guess you could say, to try and find the Shazam family. Yeah. And her and Freddy have a meet cute and all that. Yep. And end up starting liking each other. It turns out, Anthony is not as on board with with the whole destroying this world. And like uh, I thought, we were just gonna do. Thought we were just gonna go back to our get our get our, get our basically get our stuff and go. <laughs>
1: yeah. we're gonna come for the seed. <laughs>
0: get, get, come for the seed. Get the staff. Then go back home to our to our realm and prosper and be happy. Because all this. The seed and everything is not meant to be for this world and it doesn't bring apart bring about happiness like it's supposed to. Yeah, so it so yeah, it so she then kinda is on the side of you know with Billy and the other fiascos. There's some good use of humor in this, there's some good action. I think I told you last night after we got home, like the special effects was good until it wasn't,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which means yeah. like throughout it was, was, you know, it was fairly decent, but there towards the, towards the end where you had all the, you had the big fight scene, and there were different uh, beasts and whatnot, mythical beasts and everything. I felt they didn't, either wasn't rendered properly or right out of money. <laughs> <laughs> ran out of money or they just kind of crammed it through. Yeah. I don't know. York didn't seem as interested in the movie as Grayson was. Grayson enjoyed it. Liked it. Didn't like the dragon. I think she thought dragon was a little bit too scary, but yeah. Um, but she still enjoyed the movie. Um, York. I think he didn't really, I think the only reason why he went is to see how bad it is. Cause that's always hurt. Like, well, if you keep, that kind of frame of mind then yeah you probably won't enjoy yourself yeah and i could you could have just stayed at the house which is fine i mean but we're you know i'm glad he went but at same time if it's not really one you're that that much interested in we could have gone a different time but anyways he's like me he enjoyed it uh he thought it was always you know some good parts but the not you know the whole sum of the of parts and he thought that it went kind of long and i didn't disagree with him on that i agree it's probably about 30 minutes too long yeah there's definitely some stuff you can cut out and make it a better paced movie because mm-hmm. there are sometimes i'm like okay this is kind of slogging along now i feel like we're i feel like there's a lot going on that doesn't need to be or that could have been trimmed true um and that the, in the end, I felt the computer animation was about 10 years. This came out 10 years ago. It would have been a lot better. Okay. Maybe, maybe five, but, at, but some just because like some of the times the flying scenes look great. Some of them would, and then some of the times they just,
1: it was obvious.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. a little too obvious. It's like, oof.
1: They didn't is blend tough.
0: it well. Yeah. No, it was a little, it was a little tough. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if there's if it was just a timing issue or what, but yeah, I think if it were released further back in time, there wouldn't Maybe. be as big of a problem. It's just that we've come such like movies come such a long ways in the way you can do CGI and, or, and visual effects that it this looked a little rough <laughs> yeah. at times. Not not all the time, but there. Are, definitely some very noticeable parts.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought the movie was fun, but it was really loaded with a lot going on. Yes. And it's just, like I said, it could have trimmed some things. Like, I don't know if we necessarily needed the Freddy and type, you know, or maybe not present right. the way they did. You yeah. know, um, instead of it being a love interest, could have just been friends like, hey, I'm, yeah. First day here, help me out, type deal. But you know, somebody's got to have a lot of interest, I guess. <laughs> so right, yeah. And and then I was like looking at some similarities, like you know, starts off in the museum, but they get the staff. I was like, that's eh, kind of like Black Panther when we get introduced to Killmonger, right? Maybe not done the same, but it just made me yeah. think of that. Like, and you know, they get an artifact that was stolen. He was getting an artifact that was stolen. <laughs> And then the bridge scene remind me of Fantastic Four. They go in there to try to save the day. Then things kind of don't go the way they want. Nobody died, but yeah. they weren't able to accomplish their goal of preventing that destruction. Um, somehow the wizard's still alive.
0: <laughs> yep. Just in another realm. That's all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I did... Like that that last sequence, far as the dragon. Like first when I saw the dragon, I'm like it looked like the dragon from Mario Odyssey. <laughs> um, but, um, there was a f- effect where the dragon was, you know, blowing his flame. I thought it looked good. I was like, I wish I could have took a, a snapshot of that because it looked cool with the flame going and it was dark and just would have been a cool wallpaper. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, I did have fun with it a lot of the more entertaining moments were put in the trailer. So when yeah. you see it in the movie, it's kind of like it doesn't have the same effect. Yep. There's other things that were shown in a trailer or TV spot that That's, doesn't have the same yes. effect. <laughs> and it brings why? back. But why? But right. why? And, and it's like a previous movie that did the same thing. I'm like, if it yes. didn't show it in the trailer, it would have better impact in the movie. But I feel like because these changes with DC, with James Gunn and all these things yeah. are like, Whatever, you know, this is this is our last, probably our last movie. Doing this movie, we're not going to put as much effort into finishing up. You know, we, we shot this, but we're not going to clean it up as well as we would have if yeah. things going on were not going on. So I think that had an impact as far as the final work put into the movie. They probably just lost inspiration because, like, because this movie, if it doesn't do well, we're probably not going to get a third Shazam. We might see the character, but I don't know if they'll you know have the same actors this, playing I'm i don't think sure. so and um so i don't, I don't know i mean it's kind of almost wish whatever news they had about what they're going to do with these properties would have happened closer to the end of these movies coming out instead of right in the middle when you have these things coming yeah. out because it kind of ca- causes people to lose interest because like if you're resetting things these movies coming out kind of mean nothing <laughs> right and we don't know what, they, what they're going to do with these characters moving forward. So I think that's going to impact things. But I mean, it's like it's a fun movie. It's not as good as the first one.
0: No. The but, first um, one, I, f- I felt the first one had, I don't want to say more heart, but there was more of an original vision. I mm-hmm. feel like the studio might have had some hands in this one, which yeah. helped not, which made the story
1: more a little more convoluted. Reload <laughs>
0: Yeah, because
1: <laughs> yeah. you got the story with Billy trying to keep the family together as a team and, you know, just having that unit. And you have Freddie wanting to do his own thing, kind of like Johnny Storm, getting arrogant yeah. and beside himself. Yeah. Um, Mary, he's, she's already gotten older. You know, she yeah. even mentions like, you know, you age out, you're not getting money brought in to help take care of you. So she's wanting to go to college and get work mm-hmm. either to move out on her own or. To just help out so she's not a burden yeah. right um you know it's just a lot <laughs> but yeah. you know and then you kind of understand billy's perspective because in the first movie his mother abandoned him at the christmas carnival yeah. he finds her think it's going to be a happy reunion and then he finds out oh no she intended to do that so yeah so, his struggle in that first movie was accepting his new family and he does he doesn't want to lose it so he's like he's really kind of Overbearing with his, yeah, we gotta be together type deal. And so, so it's a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot going on where it kind of takes away from the fun in a little bit, you know, because the first movie it focused on Billy and Freddie interacting. I got superpowers, oh, we're gonna shoot it and have fun with this. So, but Billy and this is a little more serious,
0: <laughs> right? And I, and I know it's gonna sound silly saying this, but I like. The villain in the first one because it seemed a little more grounded, which mm-hmm. sounds silly in a Shazam movie, yeah. Which you know it focuses on magic and various different things, but I just I don't know. I thought the Mark Strong's character um, of Savannah that it was more I don't, I don't know more brooding. I don't. Know, it seemed more like he like he's like villain, you know, mm-hmm. whereas hespera and calypso not as much like they're like has even hespera is like hey we just came to get this and we're going back and we're gonna go see it here and then we're done
1: yeah
0: go back to our realm but then calypso gets arrogant too and it's like no we need to basically seek revenge on what they did to our father like that yeah, was like
1: bad. Evil. Yeah. It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay. And Hesper's was like, okay,
1: so let's go back to our realm. When we don't have to deal with them. <laughs> right. It's just Or we can at least go back, fix our stuff, plan, and then come back. <laughs> right. And she's like, no, this now, it's just, I don't know. Cause they have their own uh, little
0: issues as well. Yes. Uh, as most families do. Yeah. You no,
1: know, famous the uh, family.
0: <laughs> right. Always.
1: Yep. Uh, so,
0: little Easter egg. So, Darla ends up adopting a kitten, mm-hmm. uh, which she calls Tawny. So, if anybody that remembers the Shazam, either in the comics or the animated show, uh, Shazam had a talking tiger named Talky Tawny. So, it's a little um, Easter egg to that. Also, can we talk about how good, no pun intended on this one, just worked out that way, uh, the superhero alter eagle, Darla, played by Megan Good was in this mm-hmm. film. Yes. S- seriously, my favorite character. I, yeah. I just mean, really... they gave. I don't know if it's, they gave her more to do than, like, some of the others. But they gave her the better material to work with. And, like, I just really liked her character. I was like, I'd rather just see a movie
1: of her. Yeah, I, I think she's kind of slick. Probably people's favorite from... I mean, of course, the younger version was a favorite because she was... Yes. You know, and then that probably noticed that and said, well, let's give her a little more to do in this. one." Right. Yeah. And Yeah. I mean, she still had the same personality as an adult, but it was just, right. She still wants to just do, do good. Just yes. do good things for everybody. She wants to help everybody. She's, she's kind of one of the more that's on board with Billy. Just, yeah, I get it. I want to do this too. She's on the same page. You know, she's not yeah. just whatever she's doing is for the betterment of everybody.
0: Right. Yeah. She's like the, She's almost like the Rose Nyland of the Shazam family. Yeah, think about it that way. She's just she's like bubbly routine. and yeah, she's bubbly. She's got the great personality and just thinks everything's sunshine and rainbows, even though they see that it's not. But yeah, yeah. she's still just trying to do her thing. Yep. So, and a uh, great personality. Just I don't know, just a lot of life in that character that there weren't that there wasn't in say some of the others. True. So I don't. I guess she just took what was given to her and then just ran with it and just. She yeah.
1: Probably had the same thing. Like, shoot, we might not do this again, so yeah, let's we make it as good as I yeah, can. <laughs>
0: exactly. And um, it is fair to mention that there is a mid-credit scene and end-credit scene. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why they put the end-credit scene in there.
1: Yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> at I don't this, know.
0: At this point, at this point, they might have just.
1: Unless uh, it's oh well. just saying that at least some of this will continue, if not all.
0: <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know either. So it is what it is. Um. Yeah, it's again, it's it's a fun movie. Again, it's a little longer than it probably should be, mm-hmm. but. My daughter enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Just, I mean, it's fun movie. Nothing more than that. Um, and uh, you know, I would recommend. I would recommend it. Yeah,
1: just it it, it accomplished a big goal. Like we talk about, it, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's better than Black Adam. <laughs> and then it made me wish that maybe there should have been an interaction between Shazam and Black Adam. Yes. Yes. You know that, that that cameo that went to Superman should have been Black Adam. And yes. even in this movie, during part of battle, you know his suit gets damaged to the point where it's like, oh, that's 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 Black Adam reference, maybe. Right. Maybe just saying, hey, you should have. We should have done this more. But uh um, yes. Um, it's just kind of a, in a way a missed opportunity.
0: Yes. This
1: movie could have because I, I think in a way that's maybe the way the reason why it has the title Fury of the Gods. <laughs> Since we couldn't get Shazam, that's why we did this with these gods. <laughs> right. Well,
0: and here's the thing. So, Black Adam came out in what?
1: It was November. October. Because November oh, was October. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. So, we're talking six months apart. They legit still could have made Black Adam the villain of this movie mm-hmm. if they wanted to. And then just release the movie a little bit, you know, further yeah. down the road there's yeah. nothing wrong with releasing Black Adam in 2022 and then having black Adam as the villain or anti-villain in in this movie six months later yeah
1: I mean it, it, okay. it, it, or is that
0: know. is that or is that following the Marvel formula a little bit too much
1: <laughs> no I mean this <laughs> would make sense because they both got yeah. their powers from the same person
0: they each the would have had their power. origin story
1: yeah you know you have this champion, this champion, one champion, you know, has a way of doing things that's not so great. <laughs> Can't open doors, goes through walls. Yep. yep. <laughs> Which we could have got a payoff from that. Like, hey, you finally <laughs> open the door. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: they could oh my God, he could have gone to the cave and seen all the floating doors.
1: That yeah. It's <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? Burst through. Like, you know, there's a knob, right? I mean, they could have done, they could have maybe done... I mean, of course, like with a lot of movies, your villain becomes kind of a hero because Black Adam is anti-hero. You know, it's like, I don't really like what you're doing, but I can respect you because we got the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll work on my thing. And I may help you be le- less childish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> could have been a buddy. You know, could have. They, they had opportunities there. And I think, you know, some people I talked to about don't agree. I think maybe Dwayne Johnson's ego got a little bit ahead of him <laughs> in this. Yes. Because he was pushing for Black Animal Superman. Yes. I mean, it's cool. You can make it a triple threat. You still need to do Shazam. Superman can be involved. You still get your battle, but work together. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was a big difference between probably when James Gunn came in and said, you know what? We got to change something because this isn't going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. Okay. Um, Well, we're gonna go from here to something a little something a little less cheerful. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, it's true. On Hulu, I watched Boston Strangler, not the Boston Strangler, just Boston Strangler, because there is a the Boston Strangler from nineteen sixty something, um, or maybe a little bit later than that. Anyways, previous. Previous movie by that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is on Hulu, was released March 17th, rated R, runtime right of 1 hour and 52 minutes, starring Kira Knightley as Loretta McLaughlin, Carrie coon as Gene Cole, Chris Cooper as Jack McLean, Alessandro Nivola as Detective Conley, Rory Cochran as Detective DeWine, and David Deshmallion as Albert DeSalvo. You know, it's good to see him taking a a small break from all being in every single DC possible for <laughs> franchise work,
1: right?
0: Possible, but no,
1: it's good.
0: Books, Um, in general, really, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and also starring past guest and our friend Michael Toe has a uh, has part in this as a reporter, so so good for him. Um. Apparently he's going to have a, at the end of the month, according to what he had mentioned to me, it's that he's going to have a much larger role in an episode of law and order criminal intent, which I believe is airing March 31st. So, okay. So coming up soon. And of course I reminded him, welcome to come on anytime. Door is always open. Unless you're, unless you're black item, then the wall is always open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Boston Strangler, Loretta McLaughlin, or McLaughlin was the reporter who first connected the murders and broke the story of the Boston Strangler. She and Jean Cole challenged the sexism of the early 1960s to report on the city's most notorious serial killer. Written and directed by Matt Reskin. All right, so the movie starts off. It's a you know, it's kind of a, it's obviously like a mystery. Hey, when those because most Anything that involves a a, basically a news drama, I guess you could call it, where they're trying to solve the thing, yeah, whatever it is, the story. You start off with uh, so Loretta McLaughlin's in the lifestyle section uh, at the newspaper, you know, at the uh, at the uh, newspaper she works for, and she uh, is having to. Just review like Home Goods. She like she got uh, she got told she had to do product review, and they gave her a toaster. Meanwhile, she's what she's wanting to do is uh, report on the crimes that are occurring in Boston. Like Jean Cole is reporting, like undercover reporting, uh, abusing you know uh, patient abuse by nursing staff at a hospital. And she's like, well, how'd she get that? And she's like, she just asked. So Loretta's getting more frustrated with, you know, wanting to do more crime stories and not just be stuck doing product reviews in the lifestyle section and fashion and stuff like that. She wants to do real, you know, in her mind, like real, like investigative reporting. Well, it turns out she goes to visit her mom, who's living in this apartment complex, and finds out that her neighbor across the hall was murdered. And finds out more about it and then wants to do more investigative reporting because, or wants to get more reporting on it and start asking some questions because, you know, it hits a little bit too close to home. And she's like, listen, I will. She goes to talk to uh, Jack McLean about it and say, hey. I'll go do this during my off time. I don't care. Like I'll do it in my free time and still do that. And he's like, basically easy. If you want to report on this, that's fine. But you still have to do, if you're wanting to do extra work, that's fine. But you still have to do your work in the lifestyle. And she Mm. says, okay, cool. (laughs) Basically. And then she starts interviewing some people and talking to getting sources, talking to the police. And, finding out how these victims died and then putting it together and then reporting on it. And then it starts picking up traction and everything. And that this is not the first time this has happened in this way. And so then the police start coming to the newspaper and like trying to apply the pressure about, you know, I can't believe basically reporting on all this and, you know, don't you have other things you need reporting on? You know, basically it's like, okay. So Jack McLean goes, okay, but what part about the story is inaccurate? And he couldn't answer that. It's just making, it's like, well, you're making this look bad. He goes, okay, but what part of the story is inaccurate? <laughs> and he couldn't answer it. <clears throat> so he ends up keeping her on there. Uh, she, he gets, uh, he gets Jean Cole to come and, join in, so the two of them are both working on this together, and then it just kind of goes through. These killings are still happening, but she's able to, the two of them, through their investigative reporting, are able to help piece together as to who the Boston Strangler really is. And in fact, they were the ones that came up with, I guess, the nickname or moniker for the serial killer. Mm -hmm. And it's it's, it's done well. It's done, they're trying to do kind of a noir style, but it seemed more like like I saw what they were trying to do, but it seemed like if you ever if y'all have ever watched uh, the movie David Fincher's Zodiac, and the same kind of similar lighting and mood that they did, they kind of used to to uh, portray that film. You kind of saw some glimpses of that in this one. Well, maybe more than glimpses. It, it looked very similar to that, and which there's nothing wrong. It just kind of helps give a certain texture and feel to the movie. Uh, it's done pretty well. It does kind of swaggle on a little bit for a movie under two hours. Um, but I really don't know where it could speed anything up because everything that's in it, it's in it for a reason. Um, the acting was done well. Carrie Knightley did great. Carrie Coon's awesome. I, I love everything she's I've seen her in. She's always um, kind of like a chameleon uh, character actor that way. And really just Digs into those uh, those roles and really goes all out, and I love it. Um, but yeah, it may not be for everybody. It's because it's a little bit slower, but it it's done really well. It keeps you interested, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. So Boston Strangler on Hulu. All
1: right. <clears throat> so I checked out the movie Champions. <clears throat> which I didn't know there was a couple other movies that came out, and it's based on a book. So okay. um, this movie is an English-language remake of the 2018 Spanish film of the same name. And I think there was um, one that came out not not too long ago. But this is um, came out March 10th, runtime of two hours and four minutes, uh, directed by Bob Farrelly, which is his solo Director or debut because it's usually Fairley Brothers combo. So, this is his first solo outing as a director. And stars Woody Harrelson as Marcus, <clears throat> uh, Caitlin Olsen as Alex, Matt Cook as Sonny, Ernie Hudson plays coach Phil Peretti, Cheech Marin as Julio. Um, and then you have the Members of the Friends team. This is about a f- former, <clears throat> mi- former minor league base, uh, minor league basketball coach, who was ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. He soon realizes his he soon realizes that despite his doubts, together this team can go further than they ever imagined. So, um, as far as the team of the the Friends. You have Madison uh, Tevlin as Constantino, uh, Joshua Felder as Darius, Kevin Ianucci as Johnny, Ashton Gunning as Cody, just to name a few. Uh, so <clears throat> Woody Harrison plays Marcus, who's a coach who's lost a couple of jobs because he has terrible behavior, you know, is real kind of aggressive and which has landed him as an assistant coach for the Iowa Stallions. And then a game toward the end of the game, they're point behind. And so the coach played by Ernie Hudson, Phil is running up a play for the final score, for the final um, play for the game. And Marcus doesn't agree with his play call. And so he tries to take over and say, No, we need to make this decision because I've been watching the game and you run running that play, you're not gonna be successful. And it gets to the point where Phil asks him to just go to the locker room, just Leave, and they got a little physical. Marcus pushes Phil before he leaves, and so he heads to the bar, <clears throat> watches the game there, or they, they have highlights up, and he sees that he was right. The play call, which was going to end on a dunk, gets blocked, so the team loses. And so he's like, "See if he had listened to me, <laughs> they would have won." So afterwards, after having drinks, he's driving home. He's not paying attention to where he's going, so he ends up hitting a. Um, park police car and gets arrested. So coach Phil ends up (laughs) bailing him out. And, you know, they kind of have it back and forth about why, you know, Mark's like, why didn't you listen to me about the play? Like if you listen to me, you would have won. So, well, the player that you wanted to take that last shot, his grandmother's sick. So he wasn't in that headspace. So I couldn't run to give him that pressure and be taking that last shot. And then, so also Phil say, okay, you're fired, (laughs) fires him, you know, and, then he also Marcus has a court court date for his DUI. And so the judge orders him to 90 days community service at the rec center to coach this team of Special Olympics, intellectually challenged individuals. Mm-hmm. And so his mouth almost gets him in trouble. And I was like, well, if you don't do this, you're going to be jail time. You're going get, to get locked up. So, like, OK, maybe doing this ain't so bad. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so he goes to the rec center gets introduced to the team and he sees that he's not going to have an easy time with this because you know they're just wanting to have fun they're not really in the headspace to learn basketball fundamentals and then the best right. yeah. and then the best player on the team darius is refusing to play for him which he doesn't know why he's doing that you know because he everybody else but really can't shoot they don't know about Dribbling and all that, and he's watching him and he's hitting shots, crossovers, and all that. So after the first day, he's walking home and a car pulls up and it's one of the team members, Johnny. He said, Hey, let's give you a ride. You know, he's kind of reluctant, but he does. He gets in the back seat and he notices the driver, which is Johnny's sister, is a woman that he had hooked up with earlier in the movie. And so they she doesn't really care for him. Like, he's just like, hey, yeah, you're just this fly by, you know, just whatever. And so they kind of have a little bit of interaction. Um, But then he starts learning more about the team, the players and a little bit about their background. So their first game, they end up losing horribly, (laughs) you know, because they're just not really. I mean, you don't expect college collegiate effort or NBA skills or whatnot, but they're just not right. right. Yeah. They're just, they're just not doing well out there. Um, so he does kind of start teaching the fundamentals, like pick and roll uh, teaches Johnny the pick and roll, like just be a statue. But then Johnny get kind of gets stuck in his head. He's a statue and he doesn't know how to roll through the, the roll part of the pick, you know, but um, so they have a game that's an away game and they end up going by city bus, And, of course, it's not a private bus. Um, Johnny's singing loud songs. They have a player that just likes to have a conversation and talk, getting on the driver's nerves. Um, It's not a good experience. So they end up having to call Johnny's sister to give him a ride because she has this traveling Shakespeare, um, Winnebago, you know, like a RV. And so, let's see uh what else so from this interaction alice and marcus kind of starts having the interaction again and you know everybody knows what's going on Nobody's stupid nobody's really acting like they don't know what's going on um they're short of player so they end up getting constantino coming in which is the young girl you see in the trailer she's real real firecracker like she's He's trying to talk to her like, hey, welcome, this dad. She's like, don't flirt with me. You know, I'm not, you know, she's, she's like kind of the heart of the team by the end of this movie. Um, So there, there's a former assistant coach from Iowa that tells Marcus he can try to help him out and get him a job in the NBA. So he kind of gets, you know, he's kind of excited about that because once his 90 days is up, he's leaving. And. But along the way, they start gelling more as a team. They start, I guess you can say, they start cooking. Like, they, they really start getting mm-hmm. together. They start winning games. Yeah. And they have this goal to try to make this championship because it's in Canada. And so... And then also, Marx is trying to get Darius to play, but he just refuses. Which we learn later why he refuses to play for him. Which, you know, it's a good reason. Um, let's see. <clears throat> they they do end up well enough to at least get to the championship game and whatnot. And it's got, it's a fun movie, you know, yeah. in the trailer. I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect from the trailer. Um, you even see, you know, Woody Harrelson kind of, I was like, you know, white man can't jump. You no, know, he's kind of shows yeah. off. He's still got some skills. He can still shoot, <laughs> he can still shoot. Um, but good chemistry between him and the, the members of the friends team. They play well off of each other. You know, I was like, I, I was surprised. Cause I, I didn't think, I wasn't sure how that was going to work. Right. You know. Yeah. But um, everything kind of gels and it's just a fun, you know, going back to Shazam, get your champions. And these are these champions. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, I was probably surprised. I, I felt like this might be one that goes under a lot of people's radar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely recommend watching it. You know, maybe if you're familiar with the 2018 version, let me give this a shot. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, coming out this week, we have John Wick Chapter Four. Yes. A little independent film.
1: Yeah. A little <laughs> starter. <up>. Oh. <laughs> A little starter. Yep. Up. Might you know? Yes. I get some people other roles later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Or do No, I think we're safe to say we're all hyped about this one. Yeah. Been getting nothing but good press about it being one of the best action movies. Not just the best in the franchise, but just in general. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's good. Pretty it's awesome. Good. Yep. And then uh, we also have, because I am a fan of Zach Braff and his directorial, whenever he directs, um, he's got a new movie, A Good Person, written and directed by uh, Zach Braff. With Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman, Celeste O'Connor, Molly Shannon, and Chenaza Ushay. Uh, follows Allison, whose wife falls apart following her involvement in a fatal accident. So, dun, dun, dun. I'm looking forward to that at least. So, yep. This will be, I think, the second movie Morgan Freeman's been in that Zach Braff directed. Uh, going out in style i think was the last one so um but yeah i'm looking i think that'll be good too so yep and that's it for this week
1: might try and check that out yep that's first
0: i've heard of it there you go uh yeah that's about it
1: yeah i have nothing else for this week
0: cool well, we hope everybody enjoyed uh, this uh, electrifying See what I did there episode. Yeah. And uh, we hope we hope everybody has an amazing week. You are all our champions.
1: Yes, Shazam. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in all the fun.